welcome to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and our show is about exploring a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us feeling, thinking, imagining, and connected. And today, again, I have one of my favorite co-hosts that's joining me to talk about Park Square Theater. We have the executive director of Park Square Theater, Michael John Peace. Good morning. You know, this is one of my favorite basements besides the one I work in, <laughs> is the studio here at AM950. So it's good to be here. We do have a nice basement, although I, there are times when I wish I could have it like when, when I grew up in the basement, there was like a billiard table. And, right. You know, we should have like a picture of dogs that are playing poker someplace. Exactly. <laughs> but, but we don't. We don't. We, we, we <laughs> We need a dart tournament next time. A dart tournament would be terrific. And there's a perfect place for that. So I I will make sure that in our next show, uh, prior to the show, we'll do a few darts. Excellent. So as you all know who have listened to our show, we love Park Square Theater. And the mission of Park Square is to enrich our community by producing and presenting exceptional live theater that touches the heart, engages the mind, and delights the spirit. And we have three shows left of this season, and we'll be talking about at least two of them with some folks in the rest of the show. But tell us about the three last shows of this season. Well, we just had our first preview last night of Ken Ludwig's Baskerville, a Sherlock Holmes mystery. Uh, So that is great fun that we'll be exploring with some of our uh, artists today. And then we are so pleased to have as a theater in residence Flying Foot Forum for their 25th anniversary production of French Twist Mm. set in a Parisian cafe. I first saw Flying Foot Forum when I was brand new to the uh, Minnesota actually getting my master's degree and it was their first concert and they were so magnificent. I thought this is like the best dance I've ever seen and I had no idea until I just was talking to Joe Kuala uh, their founder a few weeks ago that that was the first time they'd ever done a big show really and it was so fully formed and his artistic vision was so clear so it's great to have them on the boss stage and, and that one goes from June 22nd to July 15th yep and then after that and since you have the dates I'll let you do that part yes. um, then after that we are so pleased to have our dear friends at theater move back on the boss stage with a world premiere so playwrights do this to us sometimes they create these long titles <laughs> but this one don't let this one put you off it's so much fun it is by uh, a local Hmong playwright and it is called a Korean drama addicts guide to losing your virginity it looks hysterical oh it is and I have to admit I have seen Korean soap operas there there used to be a little Korean uh, barbecue place that had the soap operas and you can get hooked even when you don't know the language they're the most popular (laughs) soap operas in the world and no matter what language or cultural background Korean drama (laughs) So you've also been doing some um, crazy good stuff in getting your leadership in place for next year. You have a new artistic director. We do. So Richard Cook, who many people think of as synonymous with Park Square, been with us for 43 years, retires on September 1st, his 70th birthday. Uh, It's a Saturday, so he doesn't even have to come into work that day. (laughs) So appropriate. And we have just hired Flordolino Lagundino, the artistic director with a name like a poem. Oh, it's just beautiful. Now, you had a chance to get to know him before he was hired. And as I understand, there was a search committee that actually did the hire. Exactly. Our board had a great search committee, uh, and we had 113 applications from across the country and two from the United Kingdom. So we can technically say it was a worldwide search. An international opportunity. Exactly. Uh, And what was particularly wonderful about it, and every step of the way, the diversity we were seeking was just naturally occurring. About gender balance and people of color and sort of age (laughs) and how they got to Mm -hmm. the point in their lives when they could be applying for this job. And so when it came down to two, um, it was uh, then 12-hour immersion days at Park Square for each of these poor souls. So if it was, it was like a survival. You know, right, whoever exactly. survived. If they're that. still standing, they will get the job. Uh, and my role, um, since I'm not making the hire, but because we're co-leaders, though, was to take each candidate to lunch. And it really, from the moment I met Flordolino, um, in our basement at the theater to walk over to the St. Paul Grill for lunch, uh, we just clicked right away. And in those first five, ten minutes, he completely showed his heart. So when you go back to our mission statement and that mind, spirit, and and uh, heart, it, it's like there it all is. So mm-hmm. it's not like he doesn't have the other elements, but he really leads with his heart. And so I knew who he was, and it was so authentic. Uh, 
What's wonderful is he's really your partner. You, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. In, in what ways do you envision this partnership developing and the roles that you will play together in supporting each other? Well, I think in this particular scenario where he's been in the Twin Cities for a couple projects and worked with Twin Cities artists, but will be making his home here for the first time, uh, then I get to take the lead on making sure that we're navigating our community connections mm-hmm. and sort of introducing him to that. And then I think artistically, uh, you know, there's there's this old trope that the artistic director spends the money and the executive director. <laughs> director tries to keep it coming in the door and there is some truth to that mm-hmm. but he's he's you know he's founded companies he's been a scrappy theater artist much like Richard Cook was in his long career so um, it's a, definitely a shared responsibility and we're already bouncing so many artistic ideas off each other and having those rich conversations about what does this mean for the community and our mission to make these choices and then I'm always like right so I'm glad you know we need to sell tickets <laughs> <laughs> butts and seats there we go right, exactly um, because it's also, I mean, that is part of the mission, right? If someone, mm-hmm. if people aren't seeing your work, mm-hmm. then then we're just having rehearsals. So. And who is not seeing the work, right. I think, is something to always be looking at and how to make it more accessible. Right. So I'm very excited to um, bring my passions that, that can fall short because of who I am in the world mm-hmm. uh, to be married with um, a really strong leader of color who can uh, it's not all on him right we have mm-hmm. a community advisory board we have a board we have a whole organization mm-hmm. that's behind finding who's not in the seats and finding a way to get them there mm-hmm. first of course by making sure they work at the theater mm-hmm. in some capacity mm-hmm. um, and just make the experience as reflective of Minnesota as possible that community engagement mm-hmm. is something that I've always admired about the work that you do in the variety of ways that will he be um, working with some of your education department as well? Yes, he and Mary have had many long conversations already. Mary Finnerty, our education director, about the Golden Scope. And our program is very different. It is very unusual for a regional theater to have a repertory of titles that we bring back mm-hmm. um, every year, every so years. And it was the thing that every candidate thought they wanted to change. And it's like, well, if you have a way to serve 32,000 young people reliably every year without doing it this way, we'd love to hear it. (laughs) But after 25 years, I think you don't. (laughs) I think this is what we're going to do. (laughs) I love it. Now, you started off by saying that you felt like you really knew his heart. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about what it was that he said or what you remember that most struck you about having his heart be open to you? I think, you know, and when we've used um, this quotation in in some of our our press and and online, it's that he really sees the act of making theater as a statement of love from how you choose the project and how you put it together and how you bring those voices to it. And that, I felt, was really real. I mean, he had a search for what was going to be his career and his place in his family and the world itself. Uh, and so that really comes across as to how he tries to help other people on their journey in that similar way. And the fact that he's a new father with a 16-month-year-old daughter mm-hmm. who uh, he had to spend six months away from while he was gigging around the country, and he, he doesn't want that anymore. So he'll still have long 12-hour days at the theater, but at least he gets to go home to her once he moves here. <laughs> and I think that is one of the the treasures of Minnesota is that we attract people that want to raise their family here. Yes. And they want to create roots. And then you have a longevity of a vision that I think is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, and Minnesotans have, it's this Midwest thing where we're, we're a little suspicious and dazzled at the same time of people <laughs> who are not from here. Uh, but then they can't be important. They can't be a prophet here unless they've been to New York, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's so true. he can come as the prophet and then become a Minnesotan and actually make a life instead of just eking a living out. Uh, well, should we, we've got a few minutes, we can, um, uh, what I'd love to do is just give a sense of a few shows that are going to be coming up at the, um, for the new season, because mm-hmm. I know that tickets are available, is that they right, for are. the new season? They are, very much today. You could buy any one of the three, uh, the couple shows we're going to be talking about next and turn it into a package with shows from next season. Oh, that's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. So the first show that's going to be coming up is Sometimes There's Wine. Oh, thank heavens. <laughs> 
Yes. And, she, and I hear it's a, uh, a show with two women. It is. Shannon uh, Custer and Carolyn Poole, who are longtime friends. And I love how they've... So this is their follow-up to their hit sketch comedy show, Two Sugars Room for Cream. Oh, nice. And they are hard at work on the third piece, which hopefully will be on our stage in the future, if you're listening, Flor Delino, uh, <laughs> called And When Life's Really Good, There's Whiskey. So <laughs> it's very much a progression in this show. So fun. It is about that. A, a lot of the, the comedy and the, the scenarios hinge on this what they call that sliver of a woman's life which she can still get pregnant or break a hip <laughs> you're you're on the divide <laughs> and, and there's good wine to celebrate it, that's why you need it right? That's right. <laughs> now i also want to bring up agitators that's mm -hmm. one that i have been looking at and so excited about so tell me just a little bit about yes yeah, so uh, agitators is about the lifelong and very tempestuous friendship between susan b anthony uh, the great suffrage worker and frederick Douglass. And it's so modern in just that intersectionality of the feminist movement and uh, civil rights for people of color and how they're conjoined, but then so often they have to turn their back on each other to get their goal met, right? And it's what we see today with yes. Black Lives Matter and marches and on too. Washington and Me Too. It's sort of like, yeah, are you with me for the whole journey or just the part that gets you to your next step, right? And what are the ways that we can support each other? And what are the ways that, that we need to be disruptive and advocate for the things that we need? And right. I just think it's a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. And it's, I'm so happy with the Anyone who auditioned would have been a fantastic pairing. But it's great to have Emily Gunyo-Halas uh, back on our stage in a two-hander. That was her first role. 12 years ago at Park Square was in a two-hander uh, that sort of helped make her name. So now she gets to be the senior person uh, in terms of Park Square experience. So check out parksquaretheater.org and you'll see all sorts of cool things about the shows that we're going to be talking about as well as next season. Stay tuned for our next segment because we'll be talking about the Hound of the Baskerville. Woo! Woo! So we'll be back shortly. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. This is Ken Hagland of Minnesota Hospice, inviting you to listen to our brand new show, airing on AM 950 on Saturdays from noon to one. The Minnesota Hospice Show looks forward to discussing how we honor life and to exploring the physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional issues we experience throughout all stages of life. Learn how hospice is the new face of hope and how it's your benefit, your choice. Join us Saturdays at noon and check us out online at minnesotahospice.com. Do you have questions about your career, your romantic life, your family, or your pets? Do you dream of connecting with someone who's crossed over? Hi, I'm Christine Schroeder, and I'm an intuitive medium and psychic. I offer strategic insights, useful answers, and practical advice to help you navigate life's most interesting situations. To learn more and book a phone reading, visit christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. That's christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning knows nobody loves summer more than us Minnesotans. We also love being smart with our money, which is why during June we're offering our AC performance tune-up for $25 off. We're also offering savings of $700 on new AC systems. It all adds up to a lot of reasons to love summer even more. Call for an appointment and spend the season in cool comfort. Some restrictions apply. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard Heating, the comfort you deserve. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists. Warner Stellion. 
Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We are having fun in the studio. Trying we to, are. We are. You're taking things apart I and know. then trying to put them back together, and it's all that's, good. That's it's how theater good. works, though, Lori. <laughs> it is. I think it's how these, these headsets should work. Yeah, and I like how you're holding your headset yeah. now. It's kind of like the old-time radio. We <laughs> exactly. have, like, one hand up by the ear. I'll, I'll start doing the folio work over Good, here good. So welcome, everyone. As you know, we're talking about Park Square Theater, and I have my... Terrific co-host today, Michael John Peace, one of my favorite co-hosts, uh, and we talk about Park Square. Uh, and in our last segment, we learned a little bit about the new artistic director. Yes, Flor Delino Lagundino. Who's got a big heart. Yes. And a lot of vision. And we had previewed that we were going to be talking about Ken Ludwig's Baskerville, a Sherlock Holmes mystery that's going from June 15th to August 5th. And in the studio now, we have Theo Langison and we have Marika Proctor. And Theo is the director. Yeah. Yup. <laughs> and we have Marika, who plays 40 different roles at least. Well, I play 15, and I have two wonderful um, teammates on, well, I have... There are two other people who also play about 15. So, yes, together it's around 40. Um, and, and we're going to be hearing from some of those characters. Wonderful, yes. Dur during They're the very segment. Excited. But what I want to do is start with Theo. When I went to the uh, website, which is parksquaretheater.org, take, take, take yes. a look at it. Um, one of the quotes that they had for you is about how you liked uh, this Sherlock Holmes character as kind of a superhero. But you also mentioned to me when we were talking that it's been kind of a trajectory of other things that you have learned as you've developed this piece. So tell me about superhero to where you are now. Yeah, I think for me, Sherlock Holmes is one of those characters that um, really has a place in the pantheon uh, as we think about superheroes because it's it's a character that we all sort of know goes through many different stories many different iterations and also like uh, Sherlock has um, an almost superhuman ability to deduce things right and so like when I approached the script it was like okay how can I make this summer and fun and feel like like a little bit like superhero because that's sort of like I'm you know, at heart, I'm a 12-year-old boy, and, like, I just want everything to be explosions and... An and, adventure. <laughs> an adventure, you know. Um, and I, that was sort of the way that I that I first approached the script, and I, and I think I, I'm glad that's the way I first approached it, because it actually, as we went through it, it really opened up how I thought about it in terms of thinking about how much latitude there is, actually, to really... Uh, put my own take on it or or really sort of like push the boundaries of what this character can be and, mm -hmm. and, and maybe highlight different aspects of the character that maybe people didn't see before or didn't think about as much. Um, yeah, and so in the same way, in the same way that we, you know, everyone has their favorite Batman, uh, you know, I feel like everyone has their favorite Sherlock and who, you know, and people will fight for, for hours and hours on like why they think Benedict Cumberbatch is the best or the worst, <laughs> you know, or or if they're Robert Downey Jr. people or, you know, or, or if they're they're Sir Ian McKellen people or, you know, like um and so I think to me that's that was really the the sort of the key in the door. And then once we got in that room it was like, oh and now we, we can really play and have fun and And did you make a discovery that um surprised you? as you were working with Sherlock, that you came in with sort of a, a Batman superhero, but there was something else that emerged in the process that you discovered? You know, I think that, that for me, something that, that we've... I, I feel like we've done a good job crafting, and I hope comes through for the audience, is that um, the story, you know, it's a mystery. It's a story that a lot of people know. Um, but I think at the heart of it, it's really a, a story about how people take care of each other. And there's a really strong relationship between Watson and Sherlock that... Um, is really wonderful and rooted in love and, and um, you know, is really uh, uh, one of those things that just, like, makes you feel nice and warm and good about the world when, you know, those moments seem to be fewer and farther between. Yes. But, um, yeah, that, I think that was one thing that surprised me, just the moments where I'm like, oh, man, that's really... <laughs> 
that's just lovely. <laughs> and Mariko, did you have some of those moments where you felt like you had that connection, that you had that lovely moment well, and that, in that discovery? I think absolutely. Um, I think in order to even just make this show happen, like because it's so kind of technically demanding and because Theo has asked us from day one to be so playful with each other and about the way that we tell the story, we really do have to take care of each other um, every time we do a scene, every time we do a run, both the actors, but also, I mean, with our stage management crew, with our dresser, with the designers who put all of their thought and energy and feeling into the designs for the show, um, and with Theo, I mean, we've all had to take care of each other. And yeah, every time that we come back to the theater to do the show is going to be an exercise of that. So, Would you like to introduce us to one of your characters? <gasps> sure. Um, this is uh, Miss Beryl Stapleton. <laughs> and uh, she lives on the moors. And um, there's a really, really big dog. That's would it be a, a hound? Problem. It would be a hound. Indeed, it is absolutely a large hound, um, and it means business, and it's not something to laugh off. That's something she says. <laughs> so tell me about some of the characters that, as they were developing, how did you work with the actor in that discovery process? You know, I think the, the, the best thing that I can do as a director is really to trust the genius of the people that are coming in the room. Uh, they're coming with so much experience and so much skill. I mean, the the sort of the, the threshold of entry for being in a play is so high, right? You have to audition. We audition, you know, sometimes hundreds of people depending on the situation. But um, so when they're coming to the room, I'm I'm trusting that they are they know what they're doing. And and so um, really, it was just a, giving them a lot of latitude to play you know and say when when something really worked letting them know and when when like maybe there's a there's an aspect to like oh try maybe pushing in this direction mm -hmm. um but that i mean the, like i i can take absolutely no credit for for the talent of the artists because they're coming in with decades of experience except the fact that you chose them i mean but it's <laughs> but it was it was so easy right uh -huh. it's uh -huh. like it's like uh, you get a dessert and you eat it, and it's like congratulating yourself on choosing a cake. Right? It doesn't make any sense. Like it was, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that they said yes. Uh, you know, like uh. that's like there's just all of the all of the the being in the room is just such a treat and a joy, and like the, you know, Sarah Richardson who plays Watson has been my favorite performer in the Twin Cities for 12 years. You know, and uh -huh. it's like. Uh, it's it's real. I feel so honored and and just f just floored by the amount of talent and skill that's in the room. And I'm going to flip it back to the Park Square Theater and how you support directors and how you support the artistic community in creating that sense of trust. And the people that you bring in have that that because you you nurture that. Well, we do, and for better and for worse, it really does start with such total trust mm -hmm. that we say, "Here's the keys to the kingdom." Go mm -hmm. make a great show. Don't spend more than this. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, make a case. Then we'll see if we can come up with that extra uh -huh. hundred bucks. But it, it really begins, for, and I think that'll be something that Florida Lino continues over Richard Cook's tradition is just like, again, we've we've brought in the best cakes <laughs> that have been baked in the Twin Cities. So just just let them just let them have it, right? We don't we don't exert a lot of um, a lot of control at all. So. Well, we have a few seconds left. I'd like to meet another character, if you would. Oh, my God, yes. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm, I'm a maid at the best hotel in London, but I actually come from Germany. So it's such a pleasure to be here. And, and does she have any interaction with the hound as well? Uh, no. <laughs> lucky her, lucky her. She's very lucky. <laughs> and with that, we're ending this segment. We're going to keep the Hound of the Baskerville folks for a little bit more into the next segment. So we'll be hearing a few more characters. Again, um, Sherlock Holmes Mystery runs from June 15th to August 5th. Learn more about it and buy tickets at parksquaretheater.org. And we'll be right back after a few commercials. And uh, stay with us because the theater is only going to continue with more fun. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. 
For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together, we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Pride Weekend is almost here, and so is the music. Reserve your tickets now. Come out for Pride Night at Music in the Zoo featuring Xavier Rudd with special guest Emmanuel Jahl on Wednesday, June 20th at 7.30 p.m. at the Wiesner Family Amphitheater in the Minnesota Zoo in Apple Valley. Reserved seats are $35, and VIP box tickets are $47.50 plus fees. Don't miss Pride in Concert on Saturday, June 23rd at 5 p.m. in Loring Park, where the main act will be Grammy Award-winning R&B pop singer Brandy, accompanied by her full band and dancers. The opening acts include Juju B from RuPaul's Drag Race, Grammy winner Jamicia Bennett, and the Vigilantes Collective. The MC for the concert is Ricky Sebastian of Pride Radio. Tickets are $25 for ages 18 plus, and VIP tickets are $99 in advance for ages 21 plus and include free food and beverages and the chance to win meet and greet. Fireworks will follow the show at 10 p.m. Find details and tickets at tcpride.org. That's tcpride.org. Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 90. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 90. And Monday, chances showers, mostly cloudy with a high near 77. EatLocalMinnesota.com is your way to find unique local restaurants offering one-of-a-kind food and atmosphere. Your choice is setting from casual to trendy. Great spots for date nights, evenings with friends, or business occasions. Make sure the money you spend stays local. Find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. Celebrating Park Square Theater, and I've got the executive director, Michael John Peace, as my co-host today. Welcome, Michael John. Oh, such a pleasure to be on the moors <laughs> with you, my lassie. Yes, yes, we are on the moors. We are admiring dogs, and we're we're having fun. Uh, and we have Theo Langison, who is the director of the show, and Marika Proctor, who plays many roles and has been sharing some of her characters with us on the show today. Welcome back. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so tell me about here. the set. I hear it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it's really beautiful. It's sort of, we've taken the sort of normal proscenium of the theater and put um, three smaller prosceniums within it. And so it sort of is like a wall of picture frames and three mm. of the picture frames are like mini stages that Ooh. set pieces sort of come in and out of. And, and uh, it really creates really dynamic depth in, in the stage. And, and a little bit like Alice in Wonderland, too. Yeah, I think so. Going through the yeah. looking glass yeah, of the frame. Yeah, a little frame. bit, yeah. And interestingly enough, you as a director chose two women to play um, Sherlock and Watson. Yeah, I mean, like, they were the best. So like that, that's really was, was the thing, you know, like we, what you hired people because of their qualifications, yeah, you know, I think like I, I knew for, for, so first of all, the play is written, um, for, for two men, um, and it's five character five actors and four, four of those actors are men and one is a woman. And like the fact of the matter is, is that playwrights don't write enough roles for women. And so there's an abundance of talented women that have, that can do shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it sort of is like 
going into the process, if you can if you can open that up and ca- just cast people regardless of gender, mm-hmm. you're doing yourself a favor because mm-hmm. you you can see more talented folks. And so that's what that's what we did from the jump. Where I was reading women for for both roles, um, and I couldn't be more pleased. You know, I think uh, for me. Even even if you are uh, a little skeptical, like uh, you forget after two minutes that mm-hmm. Sherlock and Watson were ever men. You know, it's just they're they're just so good. Uh, and yeah. when you're casting, you're also looking at how they interact with each other, not yeah. just you know. So I'm totally. sure that was part of you know the first run of like okay, these are sort of the finals of that you're thinking of, and then right. how do you blend the two? Yeah, and like how how do these two actors highlight the strengths in each other? You know, mm-hmm. how do they how do they um, uh, fill in each other's gaps and lift each other up. So, yeah, I couldn't be more excited with with the folks that we have. You know, uh, McKenna and uh, Kelly Eiding and uh, Sarah Richardson and Sherlock and Watson, respectively, are just forces of nature, and it's it's really wonderful to see them work. Marika, do you get to interact with either of them in any of your characters that you'd like to share right now? Oh, I do. Uh, yeah, there's a young lad named Cartwright, and uh, yeah, he gets to talk with Sherlock, and Sherlock sends him on an, on a bit, a few errands to help solve the mystery, and he's very excited about that. Yeah, it's very. And and, and is Cartwright? How young is Cartwright? Cartwright, I would say, is about. I would say he's thirteen and a half. And, yeah. And, and do you think Cartwright someday may become another Sherlock? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I think he'd probably carry like, you know, a big, big knife or a big club or something. <laughs> this is a which Sherlock, Sherlock with a wicked Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, no, not wicked, just you know, different strengths. Just prepared. <laughs> prepared. That's right. Yeah. Now, are all the different characters written into the script? Yeah. Okay. It's it's written it's written as a piece to really. Um, be nimble and to and to really change a lot and so um there are are it's yeah it's all in there just all the different characters and all the different changes and you know we 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 stick pretty close to that there's a couple moments where like just to just to give a sense of of movement i've added like a like very small transitional pieces that aren't necessarily scripted but Mm -hmm. um the the script is written as as bonkers as the show is. So. Right. <laughs> well, I love walking into the rehearsal hall, and when we when we have shows like this with many many scenes that maybe only last less than a minute, and so some designers or directors come in and they've got a spreadsheet, you know, to keep track of it. I loved all the colored post-it notes of like, yeah. here are all the people you're going to be second by second yeah, in every scene impressive. up on the yeah. wall. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it's you, a, 3M. It's a process. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm I'm trained as a divisor, so like creating theater from the ground up, and so like seeing the the thing laid out on the wall with in you know possibly movable ways is like mm-hmm. is the way my brain works and so it's like me going to the room it's like I needed to I needed to see the thing in in a large form I still need to I have a little <laughs> cheat sheet backstage yeah I still need to see the uh-huh. thing, but we're going to know it really soon. But it's well, no. well, well, and I think as an actor, you know it, but it's like so much is going on, and especially when you do multiple performances, so present, and when yeah. you have those two show days, it'll be like, wait, did I do this already? Because right. I did it once today. I just don't know if it was a few minutes ago or hours ago. Right. So as you're doing this, you, you said you're a divisor, and I, I love watching devise play. But some of my audience may not know what devising means, and it is it seems to be a, an art form that is growing and having more impact in theater today. So if you could just give me a little Yeah, bit. so devising is basically just a blanket term for, for folks who, who make up theater from, from ground zero, you know, and everyone has a slightly different process. Um, uh, but it's basically like instead of going into the room with a play, go into the room with uh, an idea and see what what play comes out. Um, and that's like basically the sort of blanket term, um, but it looks different with everyone. And with devising, the actors can take a stronger role in helping to actually script out the play. They have to. Yeah. I mean, like that's that's just the thing is that they without. Uh, without the voices of the actors in the room in a devised process, the play doesn't happen. Um, and I and I tried to bring a little bit of that spirit into this scripted thing, you know, and so uh, a, a lot of times, I instead of, like, trying to, to rack my brain and, and think of a solution, I would, you know, say, hey, folks, I'm, this is a moment that I'm trying to figure out. What do you think? And we would work it out together. Um, and I think that does a lot of things. 
Um, and w I think one thing that it does really well is create a, a sense of community and and uh, bond with the cast and 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 you know designers and crew and stuff. So, well, I think that's going to be a good segue to talk a little bit about the French twist. We were talking about devising and and sort of the excitement of having actors take on different roles and and being a part of it. As you're um, and we're going to talk about French twist in just a moment. We got Joe. And your last name is not pronounced Shavala. You'll no. tell me how to pronounce your last name. And you said that one before. Javala. Javala? Uh, Kuala. 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 I should have like asked before and put a Q so I could read it correctly. Kuala. I've, yeah. I've gotten so used to not telling people how to pronounce it because okay. I get different pronunciations all right. the time. Well, this way we're training a whole audience, right. not just me, right. uh, on, on what you do. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about French Twist next and the cool 22 years, and we, we were previewed by um, our friend Michael John about how, him seeing the very first production, mm -hmm. and we want to learn about that. But before we go, I want to have one more time to hear from Marika, um, a character that's in The Hound of the Baskervilles. Um, let's see. Here's one of the broadest ones, I would say. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Barrymore is uh, very excited to have you come, and she wants you to know about the wishes dog that's on the moors. <laughs> I think that was a perfect... Uh, uh, an invitation to come see this wonderful show. Uh, the preview, is that tonight, June 15th, or is that opening tonight or uh, last night? Official opening uh, next Friday. Next Friday. So preview. Previews We're in previews. Week. Preview started June 15th. It runs through the August 5th. Um, Theo Langison, thank you as the director. Love to hear your insights. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And Marika, thank you for sharing all many different characters that give my audience a little taste of the show that's coming up. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So we're moving now to the French twist. Uh, and Joe Koala, yes. <laughs> who is with us today, can tell us a little bit about this Parisian romp, this vaudevillian yeah. <laughs> uh, comedy, music, dance explosion. Tell me more. Well, that's exactly what it is. Um, so French Twist, uh, this is a show that we did about uh, 10 years ago, I think, at the Guthrie. Uh, and we loved it so much that we thought it would be a perfect show for our 25th anniversary. So, um, yeah, it's a night, it basically a night in a French cabaret and all the wild people that hang out there and um, lots of different personalities. And it um, sort of morphs from the cabaret into a sort of a street scene at one point. And there's nods to all sorts of um, famous French people or people that were famous because they were in France, like uh, Louis Fuller, who was sure. actually American and um, made her big splash in, in France during the... Um, Art Nouveau period, and um, there's a nod to Leslie Caron and Gene Kelly. We have mm -hmm. a tap dance with Jeremy Bensusan and Kalina Miller, two fantastic tap dancers, and um, they actually do a, a, a little improvised segment with um, our wonderful percussionists Peter Gorman and Charles Robinson, and um, so that, and then that kind of morphs into a a flamenco dance with um, Molly Stoltz, who dances with uh, Zorongo Flamenco. And it just keeps moving around in sort of in, in a very kind of liquid way. To so you kind of feel like you're walking around Paris and, yeah. and all the different aspects of Paris come mm -hmm. up as you're doing your meandering. Exactly. And then the whole framework for it is the cabaret. Chez Jojo. And I am Jojo. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've done this performance before. Yes. How has it changed doing it now? It's changed a lot. We, you know, we have a lot of new people in it, and it's kind of based on the characters are really um, based a lot on the people that we have in the show. So we've uh, changed uh, a couple of the characters. We've written some new. I've written some new songs, um, and um, the whole design is completely new. Um, the structure is different. There's new scenes. Um, Did you write the other music? <laughs> um, Victor Supank uh, uh, and me and Eric Jensen have written uh, all the new music. And the pieces before? 
were they original? Yes. For yeah. Your group as well. Yeah. Isn't same. That amazing. I, I mean, know. I'm I just grew like up stunned. in this field, and I still think here we are in our little coffee shop here yeah. in the basement at I am nine fifty, and it's like, oh yeah, so I wrote some new songs, <laughs> and we just pretend like that's normal. Yeah, exactly. And it is for someone as talented as Joe. But, <laughs> but I, I'm like doing a timeout. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so there's more music, and yeah. you did the original music yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of lots of new music, and um, during the first act, we um, actually uh, have a whole piece that we tap dance to classical music. So actually, uh, Handel and Bach How and wild. Mozart. I have never, ever in my wildest imagination thought of uh, tap and classical music in the same sort of frame. Yeah, well, you know, especially those composers, yeah. Bach and um, Handel is great because it's very rhythmic and yeah. uh, a little yeah. bit syncopated, and and then we add a lot of syncopation to it. Um, uh, Mozart. Uh, a lot of fast moving notes and mm-hmm. so the the footwork goes really well with it did you spend time in Paris, or have you just always loved Paris? I, I spent I've spent a bit of time in Paris. We actually the company actually played Paris um, uh, back in the nineties, uh-huh. so uh, we were there for um, uh, uh, for a while. And I saw my name up on a little <laughs> kiosk. It was l- lovely. I, I I always wanted to be an American in Paris. I'm Gene Kelly, and right. I thought, oh, now I am a, I a, a professional American in Paris. <laughs> I'm curious, did it impact the performance? During the performance, oh my goodness, I can't even ask this question right now because we're already hearing the music come up. I was so totally enthralled, I paid no attention to where time we were. Oh, I'm gonna have stay to stay tuned. I know we're gonna have to ask this question after we get back. Okay. Uh, do go to parksquaretheater.org uh, and buy tickets for both French Twist as well as The Hound of the Baskerville. And when we come back, we'll hear about the impact of Paris in the program that we will be seeing. And we'll be right back after a few short commercials, so stay tuned. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Minnesota is home to the only major institution in North America devoted to Russian art, history, and culture. The Museum of Russian Art, located off 35W on Diamond Lake Road in South Minneapolis, can be your personal connection to extraordinary artists, stories, and context. We offer more exhibitions and events than ever before, from concerts and lectures to vodka tastings and more. Open daily, free parking, and a great group on deal. Find out more at tmora.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shambot from Shambot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. We always offer a free exam and x-rays for new patients because we believe you shouldn't have to pay to find out what's wrong with your teeth. Call today. We're open early and late and Saturdays to fit your schedule. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Do you know you can spend your entire life without ever having a psychic reading and be just fine? 
On the other hand, if you try a psychic reading, you may experience strategic insights and useful answers to help you navigate life's most interesting situations. I'm Christine Schroeder. I'm an intuitive medium and psychic. I can help you to connect with someone that's crossed over, find answers to questions about your career, your romantic life, your family, even your pets. Visit my website at christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We have been having a great time with Park Square Theater. I have my favorite co-host, Michael John Peace, who with is... With his broken headset over here. <laughs> I broke it, so it's my fault. Eddie is with Park Square Theater. He's the executive director of Park Square Theater. We've been talking about the Hound of the Baskervilles, and we just started talking uh, to Joe Walla. Ooh la la. Thank you. Uh, about the French twist. And a question that I was going to ask him was the impact of being in Paris. But I think a better question is watching American in Paris as a young child, how did that influence uh, the piece that you developed? Well, um, when I was a kid, uh, my parents were teachers and they got a grant to go study in Ohio. And um, we, they dropped my sister and me. I was probably seven years old. And they dropped my sister and me off at a theater to watch American in Paris. I think it was even at night, just the two of us. And we went to see this, and it was like this great feeling of independence, you know, and saw American in Paris. And I don't think I was aware at that point of what Paris was even, or Gene Kelly. So it just, you know, blew my mind. And um, I thought, I want to be a part of that world. So, so that's, I think, where that started. And then I studied French in high school, and I had this fantastic... Um, French teacher, Winifred Karstensen, I'm going to say her name, and she um, just opened up that world for, you know, when you speak, when you learn the language, too, it opens the, the world up to you in a really different way. So um, so I actually, one of the songs I wrote for the show, or a couple of songs, are, are uh, some of them are partly in French, and one of them is actually all in French. And um, so, so it, um, that was kind of what, what got me interested in, in France and Parisian culture and all that sort of thing. My high school teacher was Monsieur Troup. Monsieur uh-huh. Troup. Um, and I always had this idea that France was way overblown. I mean, I took French, but I thought, oh, you know, these people that are just, you know, Francophiles, that, that's just way over the top. Until, of course, I went to France. Mm-hmm. Until, of course, I went to Paris. I became the worst, absolutely adoring every little bit of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people who experience Paris, and I, this may be an overstatement, but because I'm a Francophile, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do you do get changed. Yeah, there, there's something so magical about that place. Yeah, you bring back you bring it back with you, and and you look for that sort of thing here, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you bring it to the French twist. Yes, definitely, most definitely. Are there pieces, the new pieces that you want to especially share about to let us know about a little bit of the uh, the magic that you're sharing? Um, well, one of the, one of my favorites is um, I wrote a new song for uh, Brandon Jackson, who's playing um, La Bijou, who's a French, uh, an American jazz singer in Paris. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, and it's just this song about let's have a great time here tonight at the cabaret and everybody dances and sings with him and it's just wonderful. So. And how is it to both direct and be in a piece? Very difficult. I I am trying to find some hours between now and Friday where I can practice my part because they just don't arrive. I'm also doing a lot of the set painting and that sort of thing. So because it's part of you know what I what I do. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so creating the world, you know, and um, so uh, it, it's difficult because I have I'm uh, one of my uh, one of my performers says you're a director, you know. So my, even while I'm interacting with them, I'm judging them and myself and uh, trying to wear both hats at the same time. But you know, sometime this week that's got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're so appreciative you could make any time to come on the radio for sure. Uh, yeah. And and you were mentioning that you had seen. Um, when you first came to the Twin Cities, and, and how does it feel for you to see it now in your? In it'll your be so fun to see um, to the, see this piece reimagined. And I had not seen the original of this piece, French Twist, but just having seen the Joe's whole aesthetic with the founding of Flying Food Forum, and I think you didn't know you were going to be founding a company. No, we just, <laughs> you were just doing a show. I was just putting things together, right? <laughs> and then suddenly it was like, well, that all worked. Uh-huh. <laughs> Might as well do this, right? <laughs> Twenty-five years later, right. it, you know, it's gone like a flash, but. 
I just remember us as graduate students, we had just never seen anything like that combination of percussion, but then the strong sense of story, which sometimes you say dance, especially to a theater audience, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I don't do that. Because mm -hmm. right? no I don't story. understand it. Yeah. yeah. So Joe just makes it so much fun and engaging, and because there is this story that you also get to fill in the blanks on, you know, right. so yeah. it, it's just that great combination. So yeah. you get to go to Paris. Yeah, you get a little night in Paris here in the Twin Cities. And exactly. we're surrounded by, like, Merit Meritage, Meritage yeah. and yes. uh, Le Vieux Carré and, you know. And, of course, this exploration of, you know, between the Belle Epoque era and uh, the jazz age of all these expat communities of artists in Paris that right. come up in the show. Right. Because, you know... Like Oscar Wilde said, when good Americans die, they go to Paris. <laughs> Someone said, where do the bad Americans go? He said, well, they stay in America. <laughs> they never left. Right. So French Twist plays June 22nd to July 15th. And I encourage our audience to come see Paris, uh, see the French twist, enjoy the music, enjoy the stories, enjoy um, the wildest imaginings of the City of the Light. Exactly. Yes. So thank you, Joe. Thank, thank you, Joe. You. And now I'd like to just finish up the rest of the season okay. before I let you go. We have right. three minutes, but I want to make sure that our folks hear about when we left. The last thing was the agitators. Mm -hmm. um, Marie Rosetta is Marie going. Marie and Rosetta. Sister yeah. Rosetta Tharp, who just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Cool. The godmother of rock and roll and soul. So we have a great two-hander show during the holiday time about her um, her forging her career and her friendship with her uh, musical protege Marie Knight so it's a just great fun you oh and it. yeah and again good music oh yes yeah Antigone February 1st to March Antigone. 3rd Antigone and this is actually I just heard from the director it, it's a reprise of a devised piece as we were talking about oh, an okay. ensemble created take on Antigone but um, in our push for uh, again as Theo said that you're leasing, leaving all this great talent aside when you cast the roles the way they were written mm -hmm. so it's actually in order to get uh, more people of color they opened their heads and said well what if this were an all woman Antigone because it cool. is Antigone's story yes. even though it's written as though she's sort of you know, she's at the mercy of, of the men, men in her yeah. life. Right. So it, that just really gives it a different take. So yeah. will Creon be a woman or will we get to see behind the scenes women? Uh, Creon will be a woman. Okay. So, yeah, it, cool. it'll, that'll be very cool. Uh, so that's uh, coming up and that'll also have a nice run for schools as well for any teachers out there. <laughs> Good show to take a student student for the history as well as innovation. Exactly. Skin of our teeth. Oh, what a great show by Thornton Wilder, huh? And it's always timely, especially now. Yes, things are awfully insane. <laughs> Produced by Girl Friday Productions, our dear friend Kirby Bennett, uh, and directed and designed by Joel Sass. That's going to be great. And the next one after that is Marjorie Prime. Yes, and that is, you know, exploring the idea of how does technology interweave in our lives mm. with a woman who's losing her memory, and it takes place in the future, and her family gets her an artificial intelligence, a young, handsome man to be the spirit of her husband, her late Ooh. husband, who's now feeding her life back to her. And But you get to change it, right? Oh, she gets so, to rewrite. Yeah, exactly. Oh, how cool. Yeah. The next show, Heaven, May 31st to June 23rd. Oh, and we'll have Joe Koala back. That is a great music uh, music by Chan Poling. Uh, and it's set during the Bosnian conflict. But it really is about uh, friendship and how we, and love, and of course, how we make it through times of war. Jefferson Township Sparkling Junior Talent Pageant. Oh, Will Franny, get the crown. You've got to come <laughs> see that. That's a world premiere by Keith Hovis. That'll be a fun summer delight next year. Agatha Christie, Rule of Thumb, July 12th through August 25th. Get your tickets at parksquaretheater.org. Buy this year's mystery on next year's. Add one more show and it's a package. So it is cool. You can finish up this season. There's three left. Yep. And then you can buy next season, too. So go to parksquaretheater.org. Wild, crazy, fun, delightful season that I I am so looking forward to. Oh, what a pleasure to be down here <laughs> on the moors and in the streets of Paris. We've got to do our, our hound. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Go see the Hounds of Baskerville. It's coming up. <laughs>